Hello, everybody. Welcome to SideQuest. My name is Danny. I am George. And I already said this is SideQuest, so I'm not going to go any further into that. Well, it's also 30 for knowledge. It's also 30 for knowledge. Sorry. I should probably... <laughs> the name of the podcast is 30 for it's, knowledge. It's been a long day. Uh, hello. Welcome to 30 for knowledge. This is a SideQuest episode. Where oh, we... that was better. Uh, yeah. yeah, should I just start with that next time? <laughs> That's a better intro. <laughs> no, this is, this is all staying in. It's staying in, yeah. It's all staying in. You need in. to learn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you won't. Everyone needs to know how the sausage was made. Uh, this is SideQuest, where we talk about video game-focused things. Yeah. Sometimes... Sometimes it's specific topics, sometimes it's us talking about games we love or hate, or if there's a very specific event going on, we'll talk about that. Because we're much better at talking about that than like things like medicine. That we don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Um, Despite all the research, we're still like, it's so difficult to talk about. It's still struggling. There's this so, is easier for us. There's so much struggle. Um, and this week, or this episode, we're talking about a couple of uh, games yeah. uh, in the lead up to, or in response to the summer games fest and all the bloody different events that happen now instead of e3 this week we're going to talk about a very specific list of games oh, i love a theme i love a list uh and this kind of generated from seeing a very wonderful trailer yes just the best trailer i've seen in which years. i think we should talk about this yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to get into it um so let's just get into it yes this was a trailer for sonic frontiers when you say trailer, did you mean gameplay trailer? It's a gameplay trailer. Well, okay. there, there, there was a cinematic teaser thing they released a few weeks before. I didn't see that. Okay, so, uh, but I mean, it, it's Sonic running, running in a forest. Like okay. how... <laughs> how he often does. <laughs> how, like how much description do you need? It's, it's a blue hedgehog running, running through, through a forest. forest. And you're like, cool, okay. So the same as the past 20 years of this. But do you remember how good Sonic Underground was? I remember how good the soundtrack was, how yeah. good the opening theme was. Sonic Underground. Sonic Underground was so Sonic bloody good. It was amazing. There was Blue Sonic, there was Green Sonic, there was Girl Sonic, and then there was Mum Sonic. And then there was like the mummy never had. Oh, it was so dramatic. It was so good. And I never finished watching it, so I don't know how I don't think ended. I don't think anyone did. I don't think they ever finished it. They were like, no one's watching, we might as well not finish it. Anyway, um, back on to Sonic Frontier. Back to something Sorry. Uh, less good. Uh, Sonic Frontiers. So the reason that this topic came up was because... I'm giggling already because I don't know what to say about so much. There's so much to say. You know what the worst thing is? I don't know if I ever told you this. Sonic is my first video game memory. Sonic is beloved. And I, and I get it. Like, I love I Sonic. I love Sonic on Sega Mega Drive and stuff. Like, it's brilliant. I don't. I don't. I never understood. Even though it's deep in my core as my first video game memory... Yeah. I still don't like it. I mean, beyond, like, the Mega Drive, like, running through a maze, like, running through a world sideways, you know, I, I've never understood the fandom of Parks. Oh, hell Underground. no. no like, it's, it's not like not. Harry Potter. Like, I don't understand where like, people get so obsessed. Like, how is Sonic still a thing? I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Well, you know what we say anyway, but it's basically all led up to this. Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> the culmination of 30 years of game design and development. Okay. And let's um, get into the gameplay and research. Game. Let's get into the gameplay. Basically, please. basically, Sonic Frontiers. They release a gameplay trailer of a brand new Sonic title, and this Sonic is going open world. <laughs> and you know, just like how Zelda. I love the sarc- sarcastic smile you had on your face <laughs> as you said that. No, because <laughs> you open could... world, open world. No, because it's obviously, obviously, some guys at Sega saw. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild trailer five years ago. And I'm like, yeah, we should probably do that at some point. But like, let's go even further back. Do you remember when like, in like 2015, 2016, 2017, when everyone got the open world bug? Yeah. And they made Sega's everything open only world. getting it now. And Sega's <laughs> like, you know what? They might be onto something here. Whilst the rest of the industry moves on. But whatever. 
Uh, I don't want to be too mean just yet about Sega as a whole. They do other good things. But the reason this has come up as a topic is because we watched a Sonic Frontiers trailer yeah. separately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We both watched it separately and we both stopped watching it. <laughs> yeah. At around the same time separately, which is about a minute in. Yeah. Because both of us separately, I want to emphasize this, both of us separately were like, what is this? Yeah. This doesn't... So my... I'm just so glad you brought it up. My like, impression I, of my, my Because I watched it alone and I just like, had so many thoughts <laughs> and you wanted to talk about it today. I, was like, I wanted to I'm talk delighted. about it because... Because I, I didn't finish watching it because it's like an eight minute video and within that first minute I was like, this doesn't look good. It, it like this isn't the triumphant successful holy no. hell look at how good sonic is in an open world no it, it looks like and i hate to to steal this from what comment commentators have said on the internet already it looks like one of those kind of generic unreal engine 5 demos where someone put in a sonic asset of like look at how good unreal engine can be i was gonna say it literally looks like someone has taken an open world game that's all green and pastry and looks lovely and has just modded Sonic in <laughs> to run around. It looks like someone's coursework. It looks like, yeah, it looks like someone's pissing around in Gary's mod. Yeah, basically. Um, and and it's just like, one, Sonic doesn't fit in the world. No. Two, it's not open world because Sonic can only go certain ways which are defined by those bloody running ramps that he goes on. <laughs> yeah. Like, and there's like certain places you can go up, certain obstacles defined by the ramps that there are. It's not freedom. It's mm. not open world. And it's just like, in this gameplay trailer, it's so dead. It's, it's so, so empty. empty. It's There's so nothing empty. in the world. And and uh, that's kind of like the ultimate... Um, like Feedback. Well, 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 well it's, it's, it's the feedback and the critique, but also it's kind of like the, the core problem where it's like, you need Sonic to be fast. Sonic's gameplay loop is not it's great. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not fantastic and it hasn't translated to 3D. At no point was there a good 3D Sonic. And it's like, why? I mean, people do hark on about one good 3D Sonic game. I can't think what it's called right now. So don't quote me. But you, um, have a, you have a 2D side-scrolling collect the coins game, mm. collect the rings game. And you need to change the premise to translate it to 3D. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the, it's, it never translated to 3 well. I think Unleashed was like maybe the one that people liked the most or, Sonic Unleashed. or hated, the, hated the least, the bit where he turns into a werewolf or whatever at night and they were like... Oh, it completely changed gameplay. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. and it became a different game that was yeah. way better. Oh yeah, cool. <laughs> Makes sense. But, um, but we aren't alone in our feelings about this. No. A lot of people online looked at this and was like, what happened here? And um, the, the kind of news story that came out of this was... Uh, Sonic fans have petitioned Sega to please delay this game. And I cannot think of how many other games had an audience where they were like, please don't release it. We don't want this. <laughs> what, like, what, uh, what, uh, what feedback? And I, 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 I do, I, I do, I do feel We live in a wonderful world where, like, that feedback is very direct, which would never have been the case, like, no. in previous years. However, how embarrassing. How I feel I, I do I, I will take a moment to say I do feel bad for the development team because I'm sure no one on any development team for any game ever is like hey we're gonna go out of our way to make something crap no one ever does that they're like we want to make the best thing ever sometimes it just doesn't work out what I'm hoping is that uh, whoever is in charge of making the decisions for Sonic Frontiers looks at this and goes like all right let's take a moment to breathe and like see if we can salvage this or whatever I think that there's certain um, reminiscent for the Sonic movie where the first trailer came out and everyone was like, what on earth have you done? Yeah. <laughs> because you've given Sonic teeth 
and yeah. it's very unpleasant. Have, have you seen? Uh, I haven't off. seen the films, but I remember. I haven't I've, seen the films. I've, I've seen both trailers. Have you seen this? This, this marginally related. Have you seen uh, a Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the new film? No. Uh, <laughs> okay, tiny spoiler, right? Because you know it's it's about the chipmunks, but they live in a world. What, so where... you've seen it? I've seen it. It's on right. Disney Plus. Um, I've seen it, and it's about the, uh, the two uh, uh, guys uh, from uh, Chippendale. Chippendale. Uh, Chippendale. Sorry, yeah. I forgot the name. Long day. The two guys. The two guys in Chip and Chip and Dale. The two guys in Chip and Dale. I don't know what their names were, but Chip and Dale. They live in this world with it's full of like different characters from all kinds of properties from over the years. Okay. And the funniest cameo in it is they call him Ugly Sonic. That is jokes. It's it's the Sonic from the first trailer from the first Sonic movie trailer. And it's him at like a Comic Con stand being like, Yeah, I was in the first trailer, but he didn't like me or something. And he's and he's wearing like a raincoat and he's really unpleasant to look at. And every time he, he's in a bunch of scenes for some reason where he's like, everyone's going to come back to Ugly Sonic. Everyone's going to, I'll show them kind of thing. And every time he talks to someone, you see, you see the camera zoom in on the person he's talking to. They're like zooming on, on their eyes because they're like really upset. And it zooms in on, on Ugly Sonic's teeth because they zoom on it and it's like, yeah, I'm Ugly Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny it's, it's, so it's, it's, it's a borderline of like okay we're having a joke at ourselves but also yeah yeah and it's like we're having a joke on ourselves and it's like we're being really good sports about this yeah. but now we're like you know we're really like you know people are gonna really like us yeah. for making jokes about ourselves absolutely fair play to them to be able to laugh at themselves i do feel bad for whoever designed that original sonic model and now it's just called ugly sonic and in every movie from that. There is one person. There's one person who's very sad. Who, who like made that design, who was in charge of that design team and made it. <laughs> and, and, and he's like, I stand by my choices. Yeah. He is now like a hermit. <laughs> he is now like no longer, like, no longer has a job. He like works for King for the burgers. And he's all bitter about it. And he's a bit he's all bitter. So, so we have this thing where a bunch of people Spawned said, by. <laughs> the footage of something in front of it. Absolutely. We've was. got this list. So we've got, so we ended up looking at uh, games that, I, I started looking for games where they got originally announced and then they were pushed back due to audience feedback. Majorly delayed. Doesn't exist. Very rarely has this ever happened. It sounds, it sounds pretty unique. It's, it's, it's pretty unique, all right. Um, so instead we looked at, I found a list. This is a list uh, written by Fandom. So there's a website called fandom.wiki or whatever. And they put together a list of... um... They helped me a lot in um, From Software Games. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, they put together walkthroughs or stuff. This is like information and stuff. Oh, like lore background and stuff. Okay. Well, good for them. So we got a list from uh, Fandom where they put together a list of games that that were the most delayed games of modern memory. So the only other thing I was going to say was that in terms of uh, fans wanting a thing to be delayed, I don't know if they really wanted it to be delayed or they were just relieved that it was delayed, was Halo Infinite is the one that comes to recent mind. Yeah. So they put out that first trailer in September 2019. And I remember it being, you know, this is just more Halo. It looked like more Halo. I was like, yeah, that looks fine. And especially after the reception, the reviews is like Halo 5 Guardians, like, Hmm. you know. It just is what it, it is, what it was, and it was what it is, you know. Yeah. And they wanted something to be really special, especially you know, like post split from Bungie as well. Yeah. It's three four three, isn't it? And yeah, I think they wanted it to be something really special. But I think we we mentioned another side quest, you know, that classic like beginning of Halo trailer where it's like, I've got one bullet and you're a person talking to me, <laughs> and that's how like quiet the trailer goes. 
Um, but yeah, I think they wanted it to be something really special, and it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It nice. was like we have a grappling hook, but it's like just as annoying. Yeah, uh, I mean, because I... the grappling hook was in that new gameplay trailer at that time. At a point, it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think it might have just boiled down to make everything look a bit better, work on the performance, yeah. work on the lighting and stuff. Because there was lots of people who said basically that game looked flat. Mm. As in, it just of like, and they're like, "There's no depth here. Everything was a bit, bit weird." And the most famous thing being the brute's face. Okay. Do you do you remember seeing his? No, face? No, I don't remember it actually. Oh, his, his face was a meme. They called him Craig. Craig. It's just his face, and he just looked, and he had like no expression. It's just this blank, pepperoni pizza face guy. That's not low resolution. Really it wasn't even low resolution. Right? It was just like, it was perfectly had a perfectly good resolution, but there was just no expression on the face. The there was just very little detail or anything that really stood out, and okay. everyone, everyone, and for some reason someone grabbed a freeze frame of that, and it ended up being a meme for like <laughs> a year. And I think they even highlighted it as a joke in um in one of the follow up Halo Infinite trailers, where they were like take on foes old and new, and when they said old, it's that same character <laughs> coming and you like, beat them up again, which is kind of cool. That's good. Um, so that, yeah, that's the only recent. Example. Do you love studio with a sense of humor? I do as well. I, I love it when a giant. Shows that listening. I, I love it when a giant conglomerate can make themselves seem more get down with the kids yeah hello fellow children please buy more stuff um so that was the only recent example i could think of. so here's the list going from the games with the shortest amount of delay which is still a lot of delay before we start yes. just to say that like you know the delay of head of infinite seems to have paid off like it's a very enjoyable game i, I, like it. I agree i know a lot of people are quite sour on the whole no co-op no forge no other stuff or whatever things are coming things are coming There's we did get it quite early access to be fair mm. You know, like, you know, the game was released, like, free on Xbox Games Pass. For those Come on, guys, it's free. It's free on Xbox Games Pass. <laughs> um, and then, like, you know, you've got multiplayer and, like, like, the story campaign fairly early on. More things are coming. Yeah. They, they, they always said it was, like, a foundation for, like, next 10 yeah. years or something. So I don't know what that looks like. And, frankly, I, I, I'm I one of the few that probably only really cares mostly about the single-player and campaign stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, you and I, like, yeah. we love that shit. Uh, multiplayer, great, fantastic, whatever. But uh, I'm all about that single player life. Um, so we'll we'll see how it goes. But yeah, but so here is the list of here is a list of uh, games which were most delayed ever of all time, except for all the other games that it doesn't mention. Cool, cool. Okay, first, exhausted, <laughs> so exhausted. <laughs> Curated. <laughs> Thank you, fandom, for this totally 100% accurate, exhaustive list. What order are we going in? We're going from where the delay was shortest to when the delay was longest. Hit me. And now real video game connoisseurs, like real pro. Oh, yeah. Real. Mamma mia. Real master yeah. race kind of gamers. They'll know what number one is already. Okay, yeah. But we'll, yeah. we'll let them wait and, and find out. Okay, so first up, I don't know. Least delayed. To most delayed. To most delayed. So I don't know why this is number one on the, on the first one up on the list, because I don't even remember hearing about this. Cool. Call of Cthulhu Dark Corners of the Earth. So That was delayed? It was delayed. It was announced. It, it was, was announced? It was released? <laughs> so originally announced in 1999. Or, uh, By the way, fandom, I love what you guys do, but you need to decide on this list if you're talking about a date when it started development or when it first got announced or when it was meant to be released because I'll have no idea what any of these are. So it says 1999 was like the original announcement date. Right. They didn't say if that was meant to also be released in 1999 or if it began development in 1999. Oh. Either way, it lasted another six years to six 2005. Years. So yeah. announced 1999, six years later. Six years later, they were finally like, let's get this out. Now, a reminder, when they announced it in 1999... I was nine. You were nine. I was nine. But also, the consoles or whatever they planned to put it out on didn't exist. <laughs> 
<laughs> what did they announce it for then? I don't know. Fandom, you need to work on your list. You need to provide more details. How am I meant to do good journalism if I don't have the information from you? You know what? I might actually do a quick search. Call of Cthulhu, survival horror video game developed by Head First Productions for the Xbox in 2005 and for Microsoft Windows in 2006. So yeah, it came out on the Xbox and on PC. So it didn't even make it to the 360. So at this point, 2005, yeah. the 360 was already out or was about to come when out. When was it announced? When was it announced? 1999. It, in development since 1999. Wow. Uh, repeatedly delayed, going through several revisions and having some of the most... Ha! <laughs> Okay, I'm just reading straight from the Wikipedia now. Going through several revisions and having some of its most ambitious, ambitious and immersive features abandoned and the initially planned PS2 version cancelled. Although well received by most critics, Dark Corners of the Earth was a commercial failure. At least two more Cthulhu Mythos games were planned by Headfirst Productions, including a direct sequel titled Call of Cthulhu Destiny's End, but neither were completed due to Headfirst bankruptcy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Thanks, Wikipedia. Um, That's a failure then, isn't it? I mean, I, I would chalk up to the failure on game shows. I wouldn't call it a success. No, I wouldn't call it a win. Yeah. I mean, we make jokes, but the fact is, these are businesses, and if you don't put anything out for six years, that's yeah. quite difficult to sustain yourself on. You're living a lot of good wishes there. I guess the for people who care, the silver lining to this is that there are so many Lovecraftian games coming out. Yeah, I like. I have no interest. I, I have a borderline interest in Lovecraftian stuff, but. I swear there's like a new Call of Cthulhu game every other year at this point or something that's they're not cool. They're not like that far away from each other. Like, there's been one fairly recently in the last yeah. like three years, I'm sure. Um, hidden cities? Sunken cities? Sunken yes. towns? I think the sunken, the, the sunken city. The sunken city. city I think, that's like the most recent release. Yeah, that's and that was in the last year? Yeah, yeah, that was a couple of years ago, ago. sure. Yeah, so that was Call of Cthulhu. So, you know, a fairly unknown game. By the way, whoever wrote that bit in a Wikipedia, they're definitely... Some Bitter. big, some some big Call of Cthulhu fan. But they were like, even even though it was an amazing game with immersive <laughs> features, it didn't work out. Um, so yeah, so we started with that. So okay, we'll move on swiftly from there, and we'll move on to something a lot more well known, Alan Wake. So oh, hello. So this was meant to come out in two thousand and five, and I think I don't have the information to back this up just yet. I will in a second after I load up uh, Wikipedia again. Um, I believe it was meant to be a launch title for the 360. It was meant to be a launch title for the 360. And I think I remember I remember seeing a trailer for it like uh, before YouTube existed because that's how we rocked it back in 2004. But I remember the trailer came out beforehand and it was meant to be like, look at how amazing it is. We have these day and night effects. Mm. Look at the foliage in the forest and how atmospheric it is. And it just shows Alan Wake like turning around and then it like cuts to black and it's like, Alan Wake. Alan Wake. And then nothing for... Like, how many years was it? So, what a game. Meant to come out in 2005. Wouldn't release until 2010. I loved Alan Wake. It was so good. I remember seeing the trailer and then being like, I want this game so bad. I'm a massive Stephen King fan and, like, wanting to be a writer as well. It's just like, you know, all of these elements going in. It's just like, I loved, 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 loved that like, kind of Twilight Zone, mm. Stephen King vibe. Was not a disappointment. What a like a fantastic game. I think so that... atmospheric, so interesting in terms of like dynamic and re- such an original story, which you like very rarely get. You rarely get with video games yeah. these days. I think, um... but I mean, that's it's quite bold. It's it's it's, it's a bold concept, you know. To oh, like yeah. try to sell to people and sell to audiences. We're gonna we're gonna sell you a Stephen King esque adventure. Yeah, because the most like like drooly like you know. <laughs> I personally plays games like you know FIFA, Call of Duty, and stuff like very basic and stuff. 
but like with an intense story can be more difficult to sell. I think it's less so now, but I think... Oh, yeah, I think other other games probably did, did take inspiration. Because and... a lot of the time, it's like the, the indie developers that have that really nice, yes. amazing in-depth story. They're the um, ones that usually go to the effort of yeah. having that kind of story. But back in 2005, didn't really exist. But to have like Xbox backing and make this incredible game based on like a writer and a survival horror, um, incredible. Great game. Highly recommend. 10 out of 10. I didn't care for it. 10 out of 10 was a bit strong. Like <laughs> yeah. A lot of the Best gameplay ever. was a bit jinky and was like a bit hard. But yeah. like, I really enjoyed it for the ride. Like 7 or 8 out of 10, 100%. I'm very petty with games. I couldn't I couldn't deal with the um, the, the narration already put me off. And oh, I, I know that's so good petty. though. No, it's not. It's Twilight Zone. It is not. It is bad. And, and I can't help but be annoyed at the narration and how it didn't really... Um, the narration didn't help because it was just it was just saying stuff that already happened or showed you stuff that you already knew. Danny crossed his arms. He thought exactly. all the games that he played. Now I, I didn't mean to do this, but just to compare it to, did you ever play Bastion? Yes. And that had a narration. You did. Way better. I found that narration was half the reason I kept playing because I found the narration. Well, I mean, it's the same guys who made it. Oh, of course. It so is. it's like um, it's this interesting narration that has lots of flavor to it and like a lot of like. Personality. Mis- personality and mystery to it while I was like I'm really enjoying the gameplay I really like how this looks but I also just love this narration and I just really want to hear more of it because the narrator almost sounds like he knows more about everything going on so that Bastion, kind of intrigues yeah. you uh, and I know that's not what Alan Wake was going for but at the same time I can't help but compare the two what did it add yeah I was just like again in a short I'm not going to lie and say I played the whole thing I played a very short amount of it but in that time the narration never added anything for me it's been a long, long time a long since time. I played it, so I, I couldn't tell you. I think way. a lot of people do say it does hold up, and and it does have its like big fans. Like people still want an Alan Wake sequel. Oh yeah, I'm sure I do. Um, I will say last tidbit on Alan Wake. Um, so it's from the guys at Remedy. Yeah, the people at Remedy who made it, and who most recently, most famously, made Control. Yes, incredible game. I loved it. Good, good, absolutely fun. excellent game. However. There's one aspect that really annoyed me. There's a narrator in Control. There's not a narrator. It's not a narrator. It's the um, live action video with the scientist. Oh, okay. So, so you know that guy, he's got the glasses and the moustache and he's like... I haven't played it too, no. You haven't played Control? No. Why Why are we having this conversation? <laughs> Turn it off. Turn it off right Mate, now. Play Control. Okay. Why haven't you played Control? I don't know. Can I get an Xbox Game Pass? I'll, I'll buy it for you. It's, oh, it's that good. I'm, I won't actually, but... You've just said it to everyone, so... But it's got that Stephen King vibe. Yeah, the, it, it, it's 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 like the aesthetics of it. Like there's a bit where you walk into like a lobby, like this uh, yeah. lobby reception area. Mate, it looks like a still from The Shining. Oh, because I, I don't know what they've done, but something they did with the art and the style and the visual, it just looks like it. Anyways, there's a bit there. There's like these collectible video things where you can see uh, the scientists talking about what every all the strange stuff going on yeah. in this world. And I don't know what it was. There was something about this guy where I was like, I really fucking hate him. But they were live action. It was live action. It was live action video mixed in with um, with the gameplay. And I was like, I really hate this guy. And I, I can't put my finger on it. I just hate his delivery of his lines and his performance. And I'm in the minority here. Everyone else loved was it. it. Was it like A-level drama acting? No, it was perfectly fine acting. I think I just didn't like... He, he was just really excited. He almost sounded condescending in the way he said everything. Okay. And it rubbed me the wrong way. And I was like, I'm in the minority. So it had nothing to do with the fact that it was live action in the game. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm fine with the live action bit of okay. um, footage in, in a game. It's always fun to, 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 to mix, it, mix up. it up. But I found out later, the guy who plays a scientist 
is the voice actor for Alan Wake. Oh, shit. And so obviously wow. did the narration for Alan Wake. And I was like, oh, that's why I hate I this. I hate Alan Wake so much. I hate <laughs> it so much. Even when it's not Alan Wake, I still hate it. And I don't know why. So you just hate this one guy. I hate this you one guy. And I'm really, I feel really bad because he's obviously done a great job. And I think he even won awards for some of his stuff but in Control. But me, he doesn't win my awards. No. You'd ban him for voice acting. Yes. Yes, he, he will never voice act in my game. Cool. So that was number two. <laughs> <laughs> next up, next up, Resident Evil 4. Highlight. Originally al- announced in 1999, eventually came out in 2005. So another six years later kind of thing. Um, we talked a little bit about this. It went through a number of different iterations. So Resident Evil 4 was the one that did a big change for the franchise. So it went yeah. from this... Fixed, isometric Resident Evil 3 on the PlayStation. Those kind of fixed camera angles, yeah. claustrophobic feeling, down to a over-the-shoulder, tiny bit more action-oriented. Uh, some people would say it had a bit more of a kind of camp vibe with some of the stuff that went on in it. Yeah. Um, but as people said, very, very influential, very, very successful. An incredible game. Resident Evil very, 4 very amazing. Incredible. I haven't played it. Oh, I, I've played it to death. It's wonderful. Play Control and I'll play Resident Evil 4. I've played Resident Evil 4 on... What did it come out on? It week? came out on like GameCube and like PS, uh, PS2 and stuff. I played it on GameCube. I played it on the Wii as well. Um, because like the new controls added a bit oh, more yeah, yeah, yeah. other like elements to it. So I played it like twice, through twice. Nice. Yeah. It's so good. Well, Resident Evil 4 is a wonderful game. It's incredible. I, I never gave it its juice because I didn't realise that so many people like attributed the modern third person shooter to Resident Evil 4. Like yeah. that kind of very specific camera angle and quick time events and all that kind of stuff. Um, interestingly, so because they went through this big change from Resident Evil 3 being like, all right, what's the next Resident Evil going to be? Is it going to be Especially another... since 1, 2, and 3 were so similar, especially yeah. Resident Evil 2 and 3. Yeah, they're very... So essentially the same engine, different story, different like character models, but Resident Evil 2 and 3 were like pretty much like... It's a very similar very setup. Similar and... And so I think with Resident Evil 4, they were like, we need to switch up the formula or maybe we stick with the old formula, see what works, you know, why mess with something that's doing well. And it went through a bunch of iterations. And interestingly enough, one of the things that was a prototype for Resident Evil 4 ended up becoming an entirely different franchise, which is Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry. Is that is that the one where, like, on the title screen they say, Devil May Cry? Yeah, yeah, it goes... Yeah. Devil May Cry. Really? Uh, that's literally Devil May Cry 2. It was like, Devil May Cry 2. See, that makes a lot more sense now, knowing that it came from Resident Evil, where Resident Evil's the only... Resident Evil. Yeah, it's the only other franchise where they just go, Resident Evil Biohazard. Yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah. Like, if any other game did that, Halo. <laughs> there was like, it was, uh, it was like a girl's voice. It's like, Devil May Cry. Oh, uh, was it more... And like, a doom, 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 doom. Ah. So good. Devil May Cry is an amazing game. I need to get around to it. So it's another one of those games. That I mean, I was recommended to you before we started recording that like, Devil May Cry One and Two on the PS2 were really, really great games. Mm. Like so much personality, so much like. It looks fun. like it has a lot of attitude. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's just so fun. And then like the new ones have like, become like more complicated with like more intricate stories and characters. I haven't played the more recent ones. I think I stopped at three because three was like a low end for the series. <laughs> yeah. Like I really struggled with three. Uh, I never finished it. Devil Grand 1 and 2 were great. Um, but like now, I think like, I feel like it's like on the swing back up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Devil May Cry 5 looked very successful and I think lots of people are very interested in the franchise once. Yeah, I need, I need to try another five. Cool. 
uh, L.A. Noir. So the, I think this is a game, this is the first game that we've both played. Yes. Not counting Alan Wake, where I played the first 30 minutes. So uh, L.A. Noir, meant to release in 2004, ended up being released in 2011. So a gap of seven, seven years. years. Again, not taking into account whatever, however long they spent in development before that. Yeah. And there's also the slightly complicated fact that I think it was Team Bondi that made this, and then they ended up being acquired by Rockstar afterwards, or they partnered with Rockstar after the fact. Right. So it became a Rockstar game. It became Rockstar Just style, release, essentially. So it was like that. That I saw a lot of people kind of figured that's the point where they added in more of the driving segments, more of the kind of like tailing missions. Whereas before, it might have been a slightly different game, focusing yeah. more on, on traditional detective stuff. Um, I played this. I liked it for the first. Five hours I played. Did you finish it? I didn't finish it. I finished it. What did you think of it? I really liked it. I thought the story was really intriguing. I thought... There's a lot of bugs in it. And we'll get to those. But I thought... For all they were trying to do... And like... How groundbreaking groundbreaking it was in terms of originality. Mm -hmm. I really, really enjoyed it. And I thought it was a great game. I can see like... You know, <laughs> so you know, you see, like you know, people are like trying to hide like a lie, and like yeah, the worst face is twitching, the worst. the worst acting ever, and it's just like, oh, you're just trying to be so ambitious, yeah. and like you got there eighty percent of the way. Yeah, but it's that, it's that uncanny valley thing. Like you know, yeah. the closer you get to it looking realistic, the more you're like, this looks really weird now. Now yeah. that your face doesn't quite match your head, yeah. but. um it's a shame because uh, I, I I did hear that they had a bit of a nightmare development. And I, I, for, I forget the guy's name, but um, there's stories about a guy who was like the development director or production director, who were, whoever it was that was in charge of uh, the game. He was a nightmare to work with. He was okay. the kind of guy that like really forced crunch. He was the kind of guy who was like, oh, if you care about us, you'll work for free on weekends kind of thing. Um, and obviously that led to like a lot of crunch and the game not being rushed out, but you know, to meet the deadlines yes. that they were given, they had to do all this horrific overtime, probably unpaid, um, which isn't great. So just because of that, and because I'm a lazy sod, I'm not going to finish the game. Solidarity. Fair enough. But it does look very good. It's a great game. Yeah. And it, and it released like a VR version. Like they did, yeah. Ago. Did you play it? No, no. Okay. <laughs> if, it's on the, if it's on the meta quest what, too, what you I didn't want to, it. you didn't want to see all those weird uncanny valley characters. Well, in I it. think it was more that I didn't have a PlayStation. Oh, is that what it came up? What, what, whatever the VR thing that it was on. Yes, VR. Yeah, okay. like you know, if it's on meta quest too, might consider playing. Check you out, Mister Shill. Oh yeah, a meta quest. No one calls it a meta quest. I'm just trying to keep up with the times. There, trying to keep up with the parlance. <laughs> you, you, you're trying to get as many company brands as too. possible. But that was early noir, so seven years... Okay, it was okay. you liked it, or you yeah. had the story. Was it worth seven extra years of waiting? If, if, if you got told this game will come out in seven years, would you be like, that no. was worth it? <laughs> no, none, I none don't think I could say that. None of these are worth it. Okay, next up, Spore. Uh, eight years. Work started in 2000. It didn't release until 2008. Now... This is uh, the first one on the list where I can be like, oh my God, I followed the development of this. I was so, so excited of it. You, it. you, sh I don't know if you remember, but you told me and showed me about Spore. Oh, did I? What? Way back way in 06 back, or 07. Way back in 06 and 07 in sixth form. You were telling me about it's Spore. It was the future. It was the future. I, 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 got, I got indoctrinated into Will Wright's presentation the, on it. The, the, the animals are going to be procedural. <laughs> like you can make them however you like. <laughs> 
you 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 made me excited about this game. I'm so you, sorry. You did this to me. I'm so sorry. And I was just I was I was caught up on your hype, and then the <laughs> hype led to my own hype, and I was just like, this sounds sick. If I ever have a PC to run it, and I was I was so excited about Spore. So yeah, excited. yeah. Welcome to the club. Yeah, so excited, and it was just an absolute disaster. It was nothing. It was. A, I I wrote here that um, the issue it had was that. Because the big deal with it was the um, the procedural generation yeah. tech. This whole idea that... Art, I mean, it comes from a good place. The, the whole Will Wright presentation about Spore, this game where you go from a single-celled organism to a multi-solar system civilization. Yeah. This idea that it's all based on procedural generation. You don't need a team of artists and designers to come up with every single building and creature and planet and vehicle. It all just happens thanks to the procedural code or whatever that sounded incredible uh, because because he made good points about how um video game development was like scaling up in terms of like complexity yeah like the more deep like the more powerful systems get the more detail they require which makes everything more difficult to make yeah. so having this solution where it's procedurally generated i thought was a very good idea but the problem is because he presented that tech demo every year for like eight years or whatever by the time it got released everyone was like we know what happens like 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 everyone's like we've already seen the game and even worse so he'd shown people earlier builds of the game he made that very public and then you know games change as they go through development yeah. and at release people are like what the hell is this where's the game i saw five years ago yeah. that looked way better or whatever and and it just it just didn't work out i played spore once i went from a single celled <laughs> organism I became a multi-galactic civilization. I was like, well, I'm really bored and I'm really sad. I mean, I didn't even get that far. I think I created my creature and then, you know, as soon as they were born out of their, like, shell, it was like eggs. creature. I was like... <laughs> well, what now? Hey, well, what now? <laughs> and also, like, this looks bad. It's, yeah, the style... Pro- I, mm. I don't know. I think it, it it got away with being like, well, it's a cartoony cutesy, game, cutesy. so it doesn't have to be on the bleeding edge. No, I mean, I, as soon as like the egg was born, I was like, this looks rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> this looks awful. This is not what I had in mind. <laughs> this might have been good again. This might be good five years ago, but it's yeah. not good now. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's really brutal. I think one of the biggest disappointments of my gaming career. Sport. Yeah. You know, people still play it. No way. People are still out there making no way. people are still out there making penis monsters and whatever, making whole penis civilizations. I mean, and... well, what you just said, like saying that would be fun. Yeah, we should probably go play it. Yeah. Um <laughs> should ask for eight years. Next up, Team Fortress 2. Uh officially, or sort of officially, nine years in development. Came out in two thousand and seven as part of the Orange Box, aka one of the greatest gaming packages of well, all time. We've spoken about it before. We've spoken about it before. Um the original Team Fortress was a Quake mod and it came out in the late nineties and it was this oh, whole thing. Happen of like they wanted to make a follow-up to team fortress like straight after the original team fortress came out um but it went through so many phases of development and by the way this is valve who are famously known for having some of the worst uh time management of any development company they get away with it because they have unlimited money from steam so they don't have to adhere to a deadline but from my understanding team fortress 2 went through like several iterations where it was more like a modern warfare shooter yeah and then it became more of like a realistic thing then it became more of like a steampunk thing and then eventually they settled on the very kind of cartoony aesthetic of like you know we, we, it, it looks like it, a pixar it's, 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 yeah it's an aesthetic we own like they made that space themselves, yeah. don't they? i mean i mean 
I, I don't know if there's like huge amounts to talk about it to be perfectly fair because it's good it's, it's, you know what? it's, it's one an of incredible the... game where it's like you know the time paid off to be fair people some... still play it oh yeah massively and to be fair this list Resident Evil 4 came out and did well um, Alan Wake did well I guess yeah did really um, well LA Noir maybe not so much but Team Fortress 2 obviously did super well so good and I it... love playing Team Fortress 2 I, I, I really wicked. enjoyed Team Fortress it's the forerunner of Overwatch like it is it mm. was a wonderful wonderful game loves playing on the orange it inspired fantastic it inspired a lot of uh, what people still play now yeah which is really good the glass based shooter system is like only gone from strength to strength and it's again it roots back to team fortress 2 yeah it has to like it is just a wonderful wonderful game and and you know that time put in is definitely like has how like it's incredible yeah good for them if Team Fortress 2 came out any other year, like, as its own thing, and not just, like, oh, by the way, also this other game comes in, the, the orange box, by the way. Yeah. Like, it would have done extremely well. In and the fact they were generous enough to put it all in the orange box. Yeah. Not to be a Valve Shield, by the way. Not to be a Valve Shield, but let's just add it to the pile. Um, so that was Team Fortress 2. Uh, next up, Two Human. Nine years, from 1999 to two. I had to Google the artwork for this, because I remember being like, that rings a bell. And so I Googled it, and I looked at the artwork, and I was like... Why do I remember this? And I think it was a game that I had on my love film list that I really wanted to play because <laughs> it looked cool. I read the description and it sounded cool. But then we watched some gameplay before this and we were like, oh. I think, I, I legitimately think it's on Game Pass as like one of the retro titles. And Why? Well, it's cheap. How <laughs> it long, it, it, how it, long it never did it take to make? It took nine years. Wow. <laughs> Oh, because we're down the list now. We're getting longer, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. I think we're still seven. Nine years. Nine years. To make two human. <laughs> I think I think if you're listening, like there's not a lot we can do to you here. I think, you know, go and Google the <laughs> gameplay. Nine years. It, it came out and it didn't do well. It was this really ambitious title where the, the lead creative person behind it was like, this is the first in a trilogy and I'm going to make a whole saga of these things. Jeez. And then two human one came out and it was like, yeah, this is trash. And, and all those plans fell apart. And I, I need to find out who did that because I want to know what they're up to now. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they got their trilogy in I some hope, way or form. Yeah, I, I hope they did. did. I hope they did. But uh, yeah, no good. no good. You didn't play it, did you? I didn't play it. I just remember hearing about how... I'm glad I didn't play it. I kind of want to play it now. <laughs> because it, cause despite everything else, it did look kind of creative, just yeah. like the use of Norse mythology um, in a very weird way. But I'm probably wrong. It's probably... Just pure trash. And its graphics still better than it looked Scarlet good. and Violet anyway. So the, it's the, fine. <laughs> it looks better than Pokemon. Take that, gamers. Um, so that was two human nine years. And then in our first place prize, the ultimate all time MVP, Hall of Famer, Duke. No, everyone knew what this was going to be. Anyone listening to this who's got an inkling of the game industry knows what this was. Duke Nukem Forever. So written here is 15 years. Wow. It came out in 2011, originally announced in 1997 as a follow-up to Duke Nukem 3D, which came out in 1996, I believe. And it's a mess. Uh, Because this one I did play, and this one I played to the end, because I had to review it for another uh, website I was uh, writing for back in the day. And it, it it was so upsetting. And and I remember other people saying this. Can, I, we, can we just before we continue? Could you just say how many years it was again? Fifteen years. Fifteen years. Fifteen years. Fifteen years of learning. Fifteen years from in the nineteen nineties. From the nineteen nineties to when? Until it came out in twenty eleven. So fifteen years. Fifteen years. <laughs> Horrific. And you know what the worst thing is? I said this at the time <gasps> in my review. That's now lost. 
to the ages. If I didn't know the development history of this game, yeah. I would have thought it was rushed because it was so janky. It was janky and poorly optimized and poorly put together. And and I remember I remember play, I have oh, I've got I remember nothing from my university education, but I remember this specifically because you were I'm, so angry <laughs> because I because it's just seared into my brain. I was playing it, and it was a bit where I was playing where I was like, you know what? I never understood what people talked about before when they talked about bad level design until now. <laughs> this is the first time I've really experienced bad level design where I'm like, what am I doing? Where does anything go? Why does that look like that? Why am I here? And it was just bad. I mean, like the original creators didn't even make it. Like three realms were the ones making it yeah. and they went like bust or whatever. And then the I and then the game, yeah, the, the IP got bought up by like Gearbox or whatever. And then oh. Gearbox were the ones that finished it off. And finally put it out. Oh dear. And it was just horrific. It was no good. As much as we're upset that uh, Valve hasn't released Left Dead 2, Left Dead 3 and Half-Life 3, at least they've got the strength to be like, let's just not. Let's just not. Let's just, let's not. just not for now. Let's just leave it. Yeah. Um, and that is the game that is the most delayed of all time. Um, for now, as far as I know, there, are, there is one other. That's <laughs> No, no, there's one other that might be in progress at the moment that might be set up at some point, depending on what happens. Okay, but are you, are you, can you talk about it? Squadron 42. Squadron 42. Squadron 42 was, I think, announced as part of a Kickstarter in 2011. Okay. And it's now 2021, so they're on 11 years. Wow, they're so, catching up. So they have... Watch this space. So, so what went in, in 2036, if they're still developing... No, no, not 2026. Sorry, 2026. In 2026, yeah, it needs to be out... Otherwise, they uh, other, otherwise they gained the crown of most delayed game ever. Wow! Yeah, I never played Junior Nukem, and I'm glad that I didn't. Uh, don't play it. I think it's on Game Pass. <laughs> 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 it might not be. It might. Yes. I think I think I'm making that bit up. Um, so that is a list of the most delayed games ever, thanks to fandom. That was an amazing list. Uh, thank you for listening. I've been George. I've been Danny. And this has been the list of the most delayed games ever. Ever. According to fandom.com. <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye.